Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to use this. Uh, I always call this the Janet Jackson mic. <laughs> oh, man. It, it brings me great pleasure to uh, be with you all today. Man, uh, between the worship and the clothes, I mean, it's just some amazing stuff got released already this morning. Y'all like the new glasses I got? Yeah, all, all distinguishing stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Um, I'm just thankful. I'm, I'm thankful for everything. I'm thankful for 2022, uh, and I'm thankful for that beautiful brown lady right there. Yes, yes, my queen. I, I'm always thankful for her, and I, I'm thankful also for the wonderful volunteers in every capacity today. I mean, I was talking to Grant. Uh, how cold was it when you got here? 20 degrees this morning. So give give everybody who's participating that hand clap. Yep. Yep, every last one of our volunteers helping to make the presence great. And, uh, and last but not least, just thank you all. Thank, thank yourselves for being here because you could be anywhere. You could be in your PJs, but we thank you who are online, who are in your PJs, who are watching us. <laughs> Amen. Well, uh, usually I, I do a little song at the beginning, but I got a lot of stuff to cover this morning, and we're actually going to do something at the end this time. Amen. And... Um, I always kind of have some kind of message. You know what's funny with these glasses? I can't see you guys really clear. Okay, I, I like to see you all. Uh, with, um, I always kind of have some kind of message going, and so I actually have two messages that I'm going to put into one. Amen? Watch how I do this. Watch how, watch how the Lord does it, right? <laughs> so uh, I want you all to participate with me today, okay? Every time I say I'm a new creation, I want you to shout out, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. <laughs> yeah. Don't we need to be reminded of that these days? They were talking about the guilt and the shame in the beginning, and we're going to go through some things today because that's going to be completely eradicated from this body. Amen? All right. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. And 2 Corinthians 5.17, anybody know about the backdrop of Corinth? It was an interesting place. It was a place where a lot of activity, a lot of trade and commerce, and I love the way it was situated uh, Corinth is kind of like these middle two aisles right here. And then on the east and the west, there was water, like bodies of water. So in order for trade to happen, the uh, merchants would come to the edge of Corinth. They would offload their trade, and then it would go to the other side and keep going. It's kind of cool the way it's situated. Go on YouTube and look at what Corinth looks like. It looks cool, right? But what's interesting about that, can you imagine the kinds of people that were coming through Corinth all the time? You had people from many different nations. You had people who were different persuasions. You had uh, uh, all kind of pagan gods. And then you had the Christians who were right there in the middle of Corinth. And Paul is reminding the people, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Anybody else in here like the Amplified version of the Bible? I love the Amplified. You know, sometimes in, in English translation, you can't get word for word. But in the Amplified, with the Greek and the Hebrew, they like to expand those meanings. So let's read what that says in the Amplified. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation. Check out what this says. A new creation altogether. I've read another translation that says a new species. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. I'm a new creation. Oh, you almost missed it. <laughs> I'm a new creation. Amen, amen. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity just to share your word today, Father. Father, I thank you that there is a righteous call on this place, Father. I thank you that every last person up under the sound of my voice has a call and they are a new creation. I thank you, Father, that they've been called to reverberate through time with what you have in their life, Father, that's gonna mark the world, Father. And, and every last one of these are gonna be ones whom they said about the apostles. These are the ones who turned the world upside down. In Jesus' name, amen. You're gonna turn the world upside down, right? Well, let's talk a little bit about the new nature, all right? The new nature wants to do everything that Jesus did. The new nature wants to glorify God the way Jesus did. The new nature is hungry for the things of God. How do I know? How many born again people we got in here? How many people we got who had an encounter with Jesus and, and when they had an encounter with Jesus, they had an awareness and a newness of the newness of life. Who knows what I'm talking about? It's like from one day to the next, whereas it seemed like the Bible didn't make any sense to you, like all of a sudden now you're looking at the Bible and the words are just jumping off the page. Or all of a sudden, you don't just care about the things of your own life. All of a sudden, you're caring about the, what happens with other people. And that happened to anybody? I know for me, my first grace was that of evangelists, and the people who I rolled with, they were some, some rowdy boys. They were some people who wanted to turn the world upside down. And so we had this deep emphasis, this deep emphasis on prayer and evangelism and power evangelism. And I wish YouTube was out back then, because man, we were doing some wild stuff, man. But I'm talking about a little blind boy being healed at the ATM. Imagine that on the Finger of God film. And you know, just being born again, you know, four to six months, and I'm seeing miracle after miracle after miracle. But we were hungry for it, and we didn't have a pastor. We didn't have any kind of person saying, you don't do this, you do that. We were just hungry, man, just to see God move. We were new creations. We were new creations, and thank you so much, baby. See, she, she's a new creation. She sensed, <laughs> she sensed the parchness of her husband. Thank you, baby. Well, anyway, so, so now with this new nature that, that's a part of me, I have some pretty unique experiences that kind of give me a, a spiritual formation, so to speak. And one of those things is prayer. 
I have a deep love for prayer. I have a deep love, not for the act of prayer, just doing it, just to do it, because I've seen the results of it over time, amen? So I get to do it from the place of love, because what? I'm a new creation. Amen. So I'm going to give a ton of testimonies today. Is that all right? Because we have our Bible, and our Bible instructs us, right? But it's a Bible full of testimonies, so shouldn't we be able to have some testimonies too from walking that out and living that out? Amen. So before I do the testimonies, I'm going to give you all a little story. Amen. So uh, for three and a half years, uh, my wife and I had a home in this, this beautiful neighborhood back there. And uh, man, it was really nice, man. It was just, just short of two acres and this little river back there, the kind of little man-made lake, kind of like this one out here. It's, it's almost identical. And uh, in the middle of it, it was just this gray partition that, you know, birds would go on and they just hang out there. I don't know what it was for. Maybe it's a filtration system. But um, I have a dog. Anybody know Benny in here? Who's met Benny? <laughs> Y'all met Benny? Benny is a distinguished dog. <laughs> Benny wears a bow tie and he gets groomed every month. And he's just a real, real proud dog. And, you know, he kind of just just kind of models around the house all the time, you know, just wagging his tail. Benny's a proud dog. I, I think he has a British accent. I think so. <laughs> Benny. You know, so, so Benny, so we have a routine. I don't have to call Benny's name when it's time for him to do his due outside. I just, I just grab his chain and I just, I shake it and he runs wherever he is in the house. I mean, you could be playing loud music and he'll run down there and he'll just come. So uh, one particular day, uh, I went on ahead and shook the chain, and Benny comes running downstairs, and I kind of had the door ajar, ajar just a little bit, and he proceeded to run to me and then run right past me. Well, I don't know if you all know, but the HOA is crazy over here. <laughs> you can't walk your dog without a leash over there. And so Benny proceeds to just run outside. So first thing, I said, Kim, Benny just ran outside, and he can't be out there like that. And so as soon as I told her that, all I hear is him barking, row, 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 row. And so y'all know those geese that, keep, that prevent us from driving out here? They live over there too, because there's water over there. So he was chasing the geese. So he's out there running amok, and I'm just like having like visions of like being on the HOA most wanted. And I'm like, and like, I just see my face there, you know, just all guilty looking, full of shame. And because, because he's running amok all over the place. And so he's just running and just barking. And I'm like, man. So I come back to Kim again. I'm like, babe, Benny got out, man. And, you know, we're the Christians in the neighborhood. I mean, they hear us on Sundays. That's bad enough. And now we got the Christians dog running amok over there. So he's just doing his thing. And uh, I, I'm looking at Kim and I say, babe, he is outside. And wouldn't you know, as soon as I said, babe, he's outside, I heard this noise. Splish. What do you think he did? <laughs> he jumped in the water, man. The geese had flew over into that gray thing over there, and Benny was like swimming out at him like commando. <laughs> I promise, I promise, I saw a little knife in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> But he was looking like commando chasing these geese, man. I, I was like, okay, he's distinguished, he's British. I didn't even know he could swim. <laughs> and, 
and he's out there just running amok, and I'm like, oh, God. So finally, so finally, he got tired. The geese had flew off the little gray thing that's in the middle, and uh, he proceeded to allow us to put the chain on him, so finally we were able to retrieve him. So then I'm talking to the guy who's cutting our grass, and he begins to tell me about his species and what kind of dog Benny is. He said they're fiercely loyal, and because of their loyalty, anytime there's any threat of any kind of danger, their job is to make sure that doesn't happen. Their job is to make sure that their master is alerted and that whatever danger is on a property goes. Guess why he does it? Because he loves his masters. Benny is running amok through the neighborhood looking like a fool because of love for his master. In that instance, who would say that Benny was striving? Oh, I don't see any hands saying that Benny, because he was doing what his nature dictates. And when somebody, and this is what I don't understand in the body of Christ. I mean, you tell somebody, hey, I'm fasting today, I'm praying. Don't you know you're a new creation and there's something that is inside of you that is calling out to something that is eternal and God wants to do something through you and he's working with you in a private place to do something openly? Hmm. It's the new nature. I am a new creation. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He's positioned me internally to be conformed to the image of Christ and because of that, I can be like Benny. I can do this out of love for the master, right? Every person I go evangelize, every person I pray for, every time I give in secret and no one knows about it, I'm doing it because of love for the master. And I don't have to say, look what I did. I'm doing it out of love for the master, amen? Good, good. So this is the deal. This is the time right now, 2022, January, leading into February, where we must do the leadings and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. This is the time when we got that still small voice that comes to every last one of us, every last one of us. No one is admitted from this. He's telling you this. I want you to just go away for a weekend, and I just don't want you to talk to anybody just for a whole weekend. And you're thinking in your mind, that's ludicrous. But what could God do in those three days that you have no idea about, but instead you'll listen to maybe somebody else, you'll tell somebody, hey, I think God is telling me to go away for three days. And they'll be like, oh, man, you don't go do that. Now's the time to ignore those guys. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why is it time? Because you are a new creation. Because you are a new creation, the Holy Spirit, it says in Acts 2, God shall pour his spirit out on all flesh. How much more would he talk and communicate with them that are his? How much more will God reveal the deep things of his heart to those who are just opening up themselves to him? I love uh, Zaina Allen, my wonderful sister. She, you know, they sung Desired One, uh, Desired One. I think I've been singing that song now for, I, I think, was that 18 or 19 we originally did it? 18? Graduation of 18? 19? 19, yeah. Day by day, I have a choice to make. Will I make room for you? I don't think I can listen to it without crying. I was over there crying. Will I make room for you? Come invade 
Make my heart your dwelling place. I will make room for you. Oh, man. I hope I did the lyrics right, Zaina. Don't crucify me. <laughs> so some of the things, let's talk about some of the things that God is speaking to you. So I'll be your confirmation. I'll be your voice today. How many people has God been telling you, I need you to forgive this person? I need you to forgive the old ministry leader. I need you to forgive that person that wronged you. You don't have to raise your hand. How many people has God been saying, I need you to pray for this? I need you to pray for that. that there's got to be almost everybody in here because everybody in here, they already said, I'm a new creation. Ah, God, 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 God be quick, man. I'm a new creation, and, and God speaks to you. So listen to what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 13 and 15. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. Listen to this. For the love of Christ controls us. I like another translation said, for the love of Christ constrains us. But we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Wow. So he, get, he died for us, and so in turn, we get to do what Romans 12 says, right? We get to be a living sacrifice, what Lindy was talking about earlier today, holy and acceptable unto God, right? Here's point number two. Just know that the secret sacrifices that you make are holy and you are sowing into an eternal reality that the Lord honors. Furthermore, the Lord will display the results of that sacrifice for all to see. So now, everybody knows the story about, it's funny you were talking about Abraham earlier today, Steve. Everybody knows the story about Abraham. Abraham was promised a son and what did God ask him to do? To sacrifice his son. Oh, but in his son had promised, and he had been promised many nations, right? Isn't that what God said to him? I should make you a father of many nations. So Abraham goes to do this sacrifice, and then when he goes to do the sacrifice, what does God do? He stops him. He stops him and he says, I have provided a sacrifice for you. But this key words that God said, and I want, want to get this to you. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withhold your son, your only son for me. God said, now I know. So in other words, this secret thing that Abraham, that secret vow that Abraham made in his heart, that God, because of love for you, I'm going to do this very thing that you're asking me. God did something for him. So here goes my first testimony. The first was a story. So when I got born again and started hanging around this radical bunch of guys, I came out from a, a really wild lifestyle, really wild lifestyle, and, and women was a big thing for me. So, but my, my conversion was so radical that for three and a half years, I got no phone numbers, no hugs, and no kisses. Now, I don't know if you know about me, but this day and age, pff, that's very hard to do. 
I'm 20 years old. I was playing basketball. I did music. I had my whole life. I worked in the hospital. I was medical. I could have done anything I wanted. But for three and a half years, no hugs, no kisses, no phone numbers. So I got to a point. Remember, I'm a new creation. I got to a point where I said, God, I don't need a wife. I just don't. If all I have is you, if all I can ever do is just worship you and serve you with everything that's within me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go that route. Three months later, I met my wife. <laughs> it was a secret thing that was in my heart. See, this is the deal. This, this is one of the messages that I'm, I'm trying to convey to you as these new creations. The things that you do in secret and these vows that you do in your heart, that seems so insignificant. God is looking over him and he's hovering over him, just like he hovered over the waters in Genesis. And he's saying, you know what? <laughs> Look at my man, Travis. He's resting on this promise. He's trusting in me. He's believing me and because he's a new creation and he's connected to me. Watch what I do. And now I've been with this queen now and she's the best thing that ever happened to me. And, you know, and keeping it rated G, all the experiences I had, <laughs> all the experiences that I had BC, it felt like I was re-virginized. But it came from that inner vow. So I'm talking about something personal, but now I want to give another testimony because, so I have this standpoint of prayer. I have this thing of inner vows. So now that this, this place of prayer, it, it starts to leak out. It starts to get to other places. So in 2001, uh, I was in the military, and uh, we're in Bosnia. In September 11th, we were in, um, in New York that morning uh, when it happened. And while we were in the air, uh, it happened. And then when we landed, we found out what was going on. So what was supposed to be a, a really laid back and relaxing rotation was actually very stressful. And so God told me, the new creation, right? He said, Mike. He said, I want you to go down to the chapel and just begin to play the piano and just worship me. God just told me, just worship me. And I was like, this is odd. It's snowing outside. Why am I going down to the chapel to just go play piano? Well, what happened was I get down there to the chapel and I'm playing and a gentleman walks in while I'm playing. And he says, wow, Mike. He said, I, I play too. Well, I was last name back then, Edwards. He said, Edwards, I play too. And so I hopped on the organ. He's on the piano and we started playing together. Did that for a whole week, right? A female comes the next week. And so she's a great singer and she starts coming along with us. What ended up happening was we ended up starting a church for the soldiers over there back in 2001. So what ended up happening was from that little outflow of worship, then guess what? I made the suggestion just from the prompting of the Holy Spirit from being a new creation. I said, guys, why don't we start a prayer time? So we started a 5 a.m. prayer time. Like, I don't know if I'll do a 5 a.m. prayer time these days, but <laughs> I mean, we would go through, we'd get up at four and sometimes we would go through snow and, and we had this 5 a.m. prayer time. But guess what happened? None of this is classified, which I'm telling you, so I'm gonna give you this testimony of what God did. Remember what happened on September 11th. So the atmosphere was thick with copycat uh, uh, highness acts such as that. All I know is one of our prayers at 5 a.m. was God supernaturally touch every single part of our base 
Let no harm, destruction, or calamity come to this base. How about the male and the female, the two who I told you about, they couldn't come to prayer one morning at 5 o'clock. And they were like, it's top secret, Mike. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll find out about what happened later. I'm going to make a real long story really short. How about a missile was pointed at our base? And it was at the top of a mountain. And the missile did not detonate. The missile didn't detonate. So one of my friends was military intelligence, the, the female, and the male was combat camera. One of them had to coordinate the detonation of the mountain. They had to blow up the whole mountain, and the other one had to take the pictures of it. God, through prayer from the outflow of being a new creation in the private places, did something in a big way and possibly saved the whole base. <laughs> possibly saved the whole base. And that's not even all. So we have a, a place that's the operation center. We call it the White House. Everywhere you go, it's called the White House. How about intelligence had leaked out to the people who were outside of our gate and 24 24 tiny plane pilots were going to ram into the White House and every last one of them got caught. The power of prayer, the power of protection from the new creations. And it's not about striving. It's because we're connected to God and we're saying, you know what, God, you've done it before in these small areas. I know you can do it in these other areas. So when I believe for stuff that's big, people think I'm crazy sometimes, but they don't know. They don't know the experience that God has had with me in allowing other people to live from our prayer. Drink time. Drink time. So now, the beauty of living, I just wrote this little note down, the beauty of living out of your risen nature is that the impact that you have on other, others can shift the trajectory of their whole life. Here's another testimony. I had a desire for every single person I met to have a similar experience that I did. I didn't grow up knowing about the Holy Spirit. I didn't know about shakings. I didn't know about the laughing. I didn't know about the joy. We grew up Seventh-day Adventist. They don't talk about that kind of stuff. I don't know about now. Maybe they do. But back then, they didn't. Uh, tongues and things of that nature were highly discouraged. So I said, God, every person that I lead to Christ, I want them to get baptized in the Holy Spirit like I did. It's because of love, right? It's because of love. It's because I'm recognizing that, God, you did something in my life, and I'm wanting to happen everywhere I go. So about 15 years, that was my constant prayer. And about eight people who I prayed with, got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Great, right? Great. Well, how about I go down to San Antonio and I started learning about the apostolic and the prophetic. And all I know is God gave me a revelation of how to do things a little bit differently. After year one, y'all listen, 120 people had gotten filled with the Holy Spirit. I stopped counting. Kim will tell you, every single weekend, two people, three people, sometimes I just touch people, they'll just start praying in tongues. Kim will tell you, I had a crazy nickname, two minutes or less. <laughs> a am I joking? A and all glory to God, because I'm a new creation, right? And, I can, and he who boasts, let him boast in the Lord. 
And two minutes or less, I mean, it was wild. I remember sometimes, man, just, just praying with somebody and they would just remain after the service for three and four hours just in ecstasy, just from a prayer that I prayed for over 15 years. God, every time I pray with somebody, I want them to receive what I receive. So guess what? We go back to San Antonio, and uh, I think this is about four or five years later. And so, you know, we were one of the pastors there, so every time I prayed with somebody, I would allow some of the guys to just come with me and just lay hands sometimes, just pray with them, hold them. Guess what they're saying to me? Pastor Mike, we're doing the same thing you used to do. And we go to different churches now. And now this is happening at this church, and this is happening at this church, and this is happening at this church. But remember, I don't know these people who are getting prayed for. These are repercussions, and, and it is the wake of the obedience from, from just a private place, from, from a secret place, just from having these small little victories with God. My wife and, and, and this one person getting filled and being thankful of God, thank you that three years, you gave me another one. Thank you, thank you for this happening. But I, I think at the last count, there's probably over 400 people got filled with the Holy Spirit in those three and a half years at San Antonio. And he gave me revelation that the continued prayer comes from that new place. It comes from that new, new plan. It would, be, it, would be, it would have been so awesome that when I first prayed that every person I prayed for, there was just a fullness of it. But how many of you all know, kind of like this building thing, that God likes to form things before he fills them? Day one, light came, but the sun didn't come till day four. Day two, the waters got separated from the waters, but the fish and animals didn't come till day five. He likes to form before he fills. And so what he's doing with you with this new creation is everything that you're believing for, everything that you're going through, all the craziness that you've been through. My wife's favorite scripture, Romans 8, 28. We know that some things work together for them. Why y'all laughing? Why are they laughing, Blake? We know that all things work together. And what God is doing is He's doing something that's behind closed doors. This is what I like. He lets you do things privately, but then he exposes publicly the glory of it and then the other side of it. I want to bring out a few other things. Okay, I got one last uh, statement here. I like Paul when he says this in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave who the ministry of reconciliation? He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. I am a new creation. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God for our sake. He made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God.
Every morning between 7.39 a.m. and 7.41 a.m., I get a text. I can show you every single morning. I get a text. When I was in the Army in back in 96, I was stationed in Fort Stewart, Georgia. I had a guy I used to drive for him. And I remember the conversations that we had. I remember he cared about a ridiculously uh, heavy spirit all the time. And I'm, honestly, I think he smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. I mean, he, was, he smoked 24 hours a day. He was killing himself, basically, because he was always depressed. And I'll never forget having conversations with him about Jesus, having conversations with him about his life and just encouraging him and talking to him. Well, honestly, guys, uh, you know, this is 2021 at the time. I was looking for him, and I was actually looking for his obituary. I thought maybe he had died. Well, how about I go on Facebook, and I look up his name, Senior pastor, dot, dot, dot. Senior pastor, dot, dot, dot. And every single morning without fail, he sends me a new scripture. We talk back and forth. It's like I gained a brother, man, and he remembers our conversation way back then. So what, what, so what am I saying? As, as the new creation people, as the people who, who are believing for the hilt like one of my prayers is, man, I'm believing, man, for COVID, man, to just get the holy flamethrower, man, and it be gone. I'm believing that. I'm crazy enough. You know, been to Bosnia, a little bit of Al Albanian. Badal is crazy. Shum is very crazy. I'm Shum Badal, man. I'm Shum Badal. That God could just eradicate this thing, every variant, taking it away. I brought that out about my, my friend uh, who's texting me because, man, if you're believing for some stuff to happen to the nation, stop complaining. Stop complaining about our elected officials. Pray for them. Pray for them. We don't need any of the, the secret talks and all this other kind of stuff. Come on, man. Who's going to be the people who's going to say, you know what? When I get to heaven, God's going to say, you know it was your prayers that did that, don't you, boy? Come enter into the joy. Come to this tree of life, son, or daughter. It could be anybody. Stop complaining because we have this treasure in earth and vessels. We are new creations, and it's because of love, right? It's not because we're trying to get somebody to say, oh, look, look what Zayna did today. No. When Zayna wrote that song, Desired One, can y'all feel the, the intimacy with the Father? Can y'all feel how... She had the periods in her life where she said, God, I just want to make you first place. And I remember, man, I've known Zayna for a while. I just remember just seeing like God just raise her up and elevate her. And man, I don't know how tall you are, Zayna, but you're about eight feet in the spirit. She's a giant. But, 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 but it came from that place of her recognizing, A, I'm the righteousness of God. B, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. And B, I'm going to set it to music. I, I, stu I stood back there, and I know we got people who have maybe never heard that song before. I just saw how people just started lifting their hands and just entering in because she wrote that song in a secret place, knowing who she is. Amen. Let's let everybody stand to their feet. Amen. 
So this morning, this was my goal and this was my intent this morning. I like what Paul said to Timothy. He said, fan into flame, fan into flame the gifts of God that was imparted to you by the laying of hands, fan it into flame. Does anybody realize that they're a new creation this morning? Does anybody realize that they're the, na- the righteousness of God, that they have a new nature this morning? But you know, I know, I, I'm, I'm very sensitive. God, you know, on Strength Finders, number two is empathy. I can't help but feel. I know everybody doesn't feel that way. I know everybody doesn't always feel like I'm the righteousness of God. When they were talking about the shame and the guilt, I know, said, oh yeah, that's me. Can the ministry team and, and, and the worship team come forward, please? I know, I know. This, this is what I would like, to, like us to do this morning. Let's everybody just close their eyes just for a second. Close their eyes, close their eyes. See, the enemy is a one-trick pony. And the way that he operates is through lies. And he loves to convince people that they're not righteous, that they're not a new creation, and even what happened yesterday, that you're not worthy. But I'm letting you know that you are worthy this morning. As a matter of fact, you're more than worthy because God has given you first position. So with your eyes closed right now, with your eyes closed right now, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about with this place of righteousness and with this new creation, I'm thinking about what the highest, what what would be my dream of what I would look like if I were totally free if I truly gravitated toward whom the sun, sun sets free is free indeed, if I truly gravitated towards, yeah, I hear Mike talking about that stuff, but that's not me. But I can be that because God says I am. Well, what if you truly gravitated towards, man, in my life I can be significant too because God says it, not because Mike says it, because God says I am. But man, I felt crappy, man. I felt crappy. If that's you, if you haven't felt your greatest, if even you're, you're here today, just come up to the front. Just come up to the front. And this is what we're going to do. We're just going to say, God, we just open ourselves up to you again in this new and precious way. And we're going to allow ourselves, I'm going to allow myself to be the righteousness of God. You can work through me. Anybody. It could be one or two. If that's you today, just come to the front and just say, God, I'm opening up my heart to you right now for you to do whatever you will. And my desire is to recognize that as I walk this thing out, that you made me a minister of reconciliation. You've made me one with whom, because of love, because of operation from the righteousness of God, that you will do mighty 
and great exploits in the earth because this thing isn't exclusive for anybody. As a matter of fact, it's rather inclusive. Every single person in this room, every single person who's watching this, you've been called to do mighty and great exploits. You've been called to do mighty and great exploits and you don't have to worry about somebody laying their hands on you. God has given you the place of righteousness because there also says that through faith, we have access to the grace wherein which we stand. It's right positioning, it's a right place. Through faith, we have access to the grace wherein which we stand. So right now in Jesus' name, right now in Jesus' name, I just pray for this crowd, Father. And I thank you, Father, that every last person in here is a part of your divine plan to bring restoration, Father, to the world. I'm thanking you, Father, for not just corporate revival. I'm thanking you for personal revivals right now, God. God, I'm thanking you, Father, that all in homes, all those fires that we've been praying about and believing for is going to manifest in homes, Father, from the people in this place and, and behind that camera right now in Jesus' name. Father, let their Father be uh, in history. Let it be recorded that there was a crazy bunch that there was a crazy bunch who allowed God to have his way in their life. Let there be a crazy bunch who said, God, we're gonna believe you to the hilt. There's a crazy bunch that said, shame and guilt are not my portion, but righteousness is my portion. Father, right now in Jesus' name, Father, I'm asking, Father, would you release it right now, Father? Release the freshness and the newness, Father. Father, from this day on, Father, in Jesus' name, and even if you didn't come to the front, just put your hand on your heart and just say, Father, I am in Christ. Old things have passed away. You have made all things new. And I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I've been called to do mighty wonders and mighty exploits and little wonders and little exploits in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you. And if you just believe it, just give God a praise. Just give God a praise. And hopefully, hopefully somebody in here just got a faith upgrade. And I hope nobody said, oh, he's up there bragging. You know what? He who boasts, let him boast in the Lord. Let him talk about his mighty acts. Let's talk about when you trusted in him, how he came through in a mighty way. In Jesus' mighty name, God bless you. Father, I just thank you, Father. Indeed, I see many history makers in here. I even see this, this young group that's back here. I know y'all are talking right now. And I'm not calling you out, but I see revivalists right in that group right there. Y'all are in this presence. Y'all are in this atmosphere. God is going to do something mighty with every last one of you. Mark my word. Mark my word. I'm looking over here and I see young people and I see old people. Let me tell you something. If, if you're older than 50, raise your hand. The greatest, the greatest years of your life are coming. The latter, 
shall be greater. The ladder shall be greater. And he just wanted to fan in the flames a little bit to say, you know what, your work is not over. As a matter of fact, it's just beginning. If you're just kind of like in that middle space right now, like you're not really knowing like what's going on with your life right now, you're a new creation. You are a new creation, you're the righteousness of God. And God is saying, you know what, on your job, I'm gonna show you how to bring the atmosphere of heaven on your job. I'm gonna show you in your business how to bring the atmosphere in your business. God is gonna do that for you because you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you have his nature in Jesus' mighty name. And some are saying, you know what, man, I, I don't even know which way is up. I'm telling you what's up. You are God in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory rests in you telling you that right now in Jesus name Jesus name so father I thank you right now so we're not striving right all the things that we do is because of love it's not because somebody's lording over us now, that's another category if you have some ministry hurt or church hurt and abuse in these areas and maybe I talked about these things today and it kind of tweaked you a little bit guess what there's freedom today there's freedom today I'm a living witness. When Steve talked about us doing that church plant, man, that ministry did us so dirty, y'all. Oh, we could talk about that. That's a whole nother service. But man, God knows how to restore. God knows how to, if you stay connected to him, this is the thing. And that's why God wanted to keep reminding you that you're a new creation because he wanted to keep reminding you that you're the righteousness of God. Because even though you've been through what you've been through, you remain connected to him and watch what he does. I'm telling you as a brother, man, some of the people here know, Scott and Meredith, my big brother and big sis, they know firsthand in Jesus' name over that church. If you've had some ministry or church hurt, just, just lift your hands real quick. Just lift your hands. Father, right now, I even see PKs in here. I see PKs in here and you're like, man, it wasn't like that kind of church you're talking about, but it's with my parents. In Jesus' name, Father, show them and reveal to them in Jesus' name this bright future that you have for them. Listen, these ministry leaders and people who heard us, they did the best that they can do. But God is saying, you know what? I got the baton now. Watch what I do. The greatest days are ahead, and I believe that for you because I'm your brother and I'm rooting you on, I'm spurring you on and saying, you stay connected to God, my friend. You've been brought with a price. You are connected to him. I'm a new creation. Now, if you believe it, shout it. I am a new creation. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.